Hello and welcome to Wise Guys Podcast. I am your host, Brady Fitzgerald, joined as always by my co-host, Chris Hager. How's doing? Chris, 11 years of your life, there's been one basketball player in your heart, in your the uh-huh. face of your franchise, your hopes and dreams riding on him every year. Um, <laughs> some would say the love of your life, and you just, the chapter is finally over. Um, this is, of course, Bradley Beal, longtime Washington Wizard, moving on to uh, what he seems greener pastures in a trade, Phoenix Suns for Chris Paul, Landry Shamit, and a bunch of garbage. A lot of second round picks. A lo- that's what I heard. That was that. That was the. Bush said that part. like, Pinky said that six second round picks basically is two first round picks. Oh, that's 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 incredible. <laughs> that that was the best part I think about the trade is that it was just like and a lot of second round picks and maybe two pick swaps. That's literally what you do in two K when you just throw in a bunch of like. Oh, all right, let's add another. Yeah, yeah they won't take it. Let's second, throw in another, another second. second. Another yeah, second. yeah, until they eventually take it. So, pick swap, I think. The one was like 2026, so this Suns thing doesn't work out. That could work in our favor. Okay, well, all right, all right. Let's let's slow our roll here. Okay. The I I don't know. I want to try to get like the Aurora. You were at work, saw it a little bit late. You saw my text. A little late. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You saw so, you saw my text. I think it started with oh no. Um. <laughs> And then it said just it was I on work, Twitter. Was, I thought it was it was on Sunday. I was playing baseball. Oh yeah, yeah. You had a doubleheader. You're right. You're right. Doubleheader, and I checked my phone like halfway through the second game, and I see a text from you, and I was like, "Oh no, what's going on here?" It. Uh, I didn't really know what was happening, and I had another text that said like, "Just Paul to DC," and I was like, <sighs> "Oh, that 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 <laughs> would have been happening? a that would have been a text. That's worse than oh no." Like if oh no, I'm like all right, you know maybe Brady, you know maybe Brady tripped or something. Can't do the pod. Maybe he's got a sore throat. Can't do the pod Tuesday. Something <laughs> I don't know. But or like we disagree. Like you think it's bad, and I'm actually not. You know, kind of happy about it. But I, when I see the name Chris Paul, I'm like that can't no. possibly be good. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> you just think oh does that like at that point you're almost like oh god Bradley Beal's not even traded. It's just like we're we're trying to win. <laughs> Like, bring Chris Paul on the team? Like, oh, no. We wanted some veteran presence in the team. Um, so, yeah. I and wouldn't you, hate that. Running it back with the whole squad and Chris Paul. And Chris Paul. Chris Paul, Kuzma, uh, mm-hmm. Porzingis. So, the first domino of the Washington Wizards rebuild has fallen. Um, and what do you – I mean, you're the Wizards fan here. Take it away. Yeah, I mean, it's – Bradley Beal, probably the best player in Wizards history. He's Ugh. won us a couple championships, <laughs> and he, you know, scoring champ like three times. So it's tough to no. He did nothing for us in eleven years. Or they were talking on the radio this morning, trying to determine what memory would like define the Beal era, and there's none. The playing game. There's literally none. Yeah, they beat the Pacers. They won. Four against the Sixers, I think that one year. Hey, made it to seven against so, the Celtics. Yeah, but that wasn't his team. That was Wall's team. Like Wall, nice. at least had that moment. Mm-hmm. Right? Like yeah. he had, he hit the buzzer beater in Game Six, and like they lost the series. But 
it was a career defining moment for time he was there and then things went downhill but Beal had Beal had nothing um I don't want to like I don't want to bag on him too bad because I don't know it seems stuff it seems like the community <laughs> I'm yeah I am I'm going to so I like I preface it it's like saying no offense before you say something offensive I'm gonna say I don't want to rag on him and I'm going to because if he didn't have weapon of the no trade clause could have at least got first round pick maybe Tyler probably Hero. more maybe Tyler here like a decent return at least as this return all is either going to be waived or he's going to be flipped somewhere else or nothing you guys can't like, wait maybe him. more second round picks right Part of me wants to keep him until the deadline. I think that's the move. But they're going to win two big games. Are they? Chris, remember what he did with the Thunder? I know, but the Thunder had, like, not gonna be Shea good, Gilgis but... Alexander and, like, Lou Dort, a couple pieces there. You have Kispert and Johnny I, Davis. You know what's funny? This is just, like, oh, it's, it's Kispert time. <laughs> this is Kisper time. He is going to own You know, I saw this on Twitter today. <laughs> Only two players finished in the top 20, three-point percentage and two-point percentage, and it was Kispert. He was, like, 10th and 13th, so he was, like, well within that mark. He In 2K, he Whatever that's worth. Whatever that's worth, too. In 2K, he becomes... He can shoot. Yeah, dude, he can ball. He can, he can shoot. shoot. Um... Yeah, so I don't know. I like Chris Paul, honestly. Like, I wouldn't mind watching him in DC for a little bit. No, I, I think it would be fun. You do that. I think it would be fun to see him work with Denny and uh, Kispert and D- Johnny Davis and whoever else is, ends up I, on the team. Gafford, him and Gafford would be kind of fun. Gafford, yeah, it'd be like Lob City. Yeah, yeah. I honestly think that they're, if they're you... going to the finals. <laughs> Sorry. Well, here's here's the blueprint i think have porzingis who's probably gonna have a player option or probably gonna take his player option or did take his player option you yeah. have chris paul porzingis all right wait wait what is going on with porzingis because i saw that he was gonna take it i don't but then i i don't think it's come out that he's declined it or take it six days ago porzingis to opt in Oh, okay. All right, all right. He's One day ago, Porzingis could accept. I don't know if it's, like, official or not. It says... Headlines are misleading. The headline... Yeah, I just looked it up, Porzingis <laughs> player option, and it says, most likely will. Literally from the same day, Chris Tapps Porzingis still deciding whether or not to decline. Chris Tapps con- Porzingis considering picking up option, then Porzingis to opt in player option. That's all on the same day. I don't know what like where that information is coming from. I think he's going to because it's thirty six million dollars. Um, that's fair. I, what I was thinking is you have Zingus and Paul at the deadline. You're gonna have a lot more value then than they than they do right now. Mm-hmm. Unless you can somehow convince the Trailblazers that Porzingis is worth the third overall pick, which would be shocking. I, I, you're you're trying to convince. Element. You're trying to convince him. I'm, uh, <laughs> he saw I've my tweet. <laughs> I've seen the tweets. <laughs> but yeah, so that's that's one 
thought that I'm having. The other is just like get rid of them all now, and then you go into the season with literally with Kispert as like your best player. It's terrifying, but I'll have a real shot to be a top yeah. three pick. Um, but back to the Beal stuff. It's not Beal's fault for having the no trade clause. Like it's it's Ted Leonsis's fault and Tommy Shepard's fault. They they had no business giving it to him. It's like just to prove to themselves that they had such a good relationship. He was the only player in the league that had it. Yeah, and he's like, I don't know, not even a top twenty player. It's crazy. I don't know why they did that in the first place. Like, first of all, they should have traded him two years ago. Mm-hmm. That you would have gotten a real, you would have gotten multiple picks and probably one or two young players. Um, then you sign the contract, which is like, all right, well, if we're going to do it, we're, you bring in Kuzma and Porzingis and try it once. If it doesn't work, then you get rid of him. Why the no trade? Like, it's so unbelievably stupid. But those are all sunk costs. Like, it's in the past. You can't change it. Um, I think that maybe would not use it as a weapon. But like, at least let them get something decent in return. Uh, but that's not what happened because we saw the reports that Miami had a significantly better offer. And he turned it down because the only place he wanted to go was Phoenix. Phoenix could have basically just sent them rocks and could have would have had to either take it or keep him there wasn't anything else on the board so that part sucks and uh, i will i will absolutely resent him for that and i think they're gonna fail as a team which is gonna make me happy but it's tough like i you can't really rip the new front office for the way they handled it what were they gonna do like you already committed to it not any like there was nothing that you could do with this team and with him on the team with that contract them into a contender you had to get rid of him so even if getting rid of him and not getting anything back was their option like there wasn't much else that they could do to get this rebuild started you know mm-hmm. so i didn't lose any faith in the front office it's just the whole situation just sucks that's my long-winded take so Looking on the sun side, I, I actually let me let me go my perspective. I guess um, I had a, my initial reaction was, you know, bad trade could have got like you know didn't even get a first round pick. Then I thought about it. They don't have first round picks, also. Yeah, they didn't have any options. Um, then I thought about, um, you know, going. It, it's it'll be all right. You know, you just had to get off the Beal money. You have money to work with now, things to things to acquire, um, and you know there's a there's a plan. There's a plan to be bad. There's a plan to to change up the roster, do something different, and that's what the Wizards have needed. That's what we've been saying the Wizards have needed for what three four years now. So too late, but whatever. You got it done. New new front office making their splash, um, and. I also thought that, wow, the Phoenix Suns are just going all in again. They're going all in yet again. Uh, they're going to have no bench yet again. Um, and, 
with Aiton not being in the trade, it was, well, at least they have that as a backdoor to try to get two or three more players that can help them out in their roster. Or I don't think they're going to keep them. It doesn't seem like that's physically possible with money-wise. But they're going to hope they're going to have to hope and pray that a couple good players take a close to minimum contract to stay or go to go to Phoenix and play with Kevin Durant, Beal and Booker. So yeah. And then I kind of thought about it for a little bit. Honestly, I think they'll be fine. They'll figure out some way to get a bunch of death pieces. They'll always find some guy who's ring chasing. Um, and they'll have Kevin Durant, Booker, and Bradley Beal. Does that win them a finals? I don't know. Does it have to win them a finals? Yes. This is a move that you do to win the finals. This is a move that you do to look at your fan base and say, we are going uh, to win the finals at some point. And truthfully, I don't know if that can happen. I think when you look at it, I mean, we've been calling him Beta Beal. Um, he he had to be, he wasn't the first option. Now he's not even the second option. So it's kind of a perfect scenario for Beal in, in this basketball situation. But it'll be weird to have a bunch of score first players and a bunch of depth pieces. So it'll be interesting to see what their roster looks like by the end of, by, or by the start of July. Um, and then by the end of July, of course, but I, I don't, they have to win a finals, right? Of course. Right. Like this is a move that's saying like, we're going to go win the finals. And this is a, we're a, not like, I can go like, you know, contend for a few years with what we've got. Like this is, we're going to win the finals this year. And if we don't, it's a failure. And I also think this is a. Uh, a new owner syndrome just going haywire. Did you listen to Bill Simmons? Yeah, I did. Okay. Why? Does, uh, sound sound a little curious. similar. Because I heard that I heard them say new owner syndrome. I'd never heard that before, so I was curious if you'd. Yeah, yeah, they've been saying that yeah, for for a too. couple years now. Uh, they they did it with the Rudy Gobert trade because they got a new owner, hmm. uh, new owner syndrome, and it, it it was new owner syndrome when they got. Ishbia to Phoenix because he immediately traded for Kevin Durant, immediately wants to put his fingers on this roster and get the best players available in a trade. And if you look at it on a from a 2K perspective, from a um from just a, a guy watching at home on the couch perspective, uh it's a great it's a great trade for the Suns. It's exactly I mean you've given up Chris Paul, Bradley Beal, or Chris Paul and Shamit, who stinks for for Bradley Beal. So, I I mean, I still don't know if it's a good trade, but it's the the only option it seems like that was possible for the Suns to upgrade their roster to this capacity. You know, why do they need to? I yeah, don't I think like they, they need would have to. been better off picking up like three or four role players. Yeah, we talked about Chris Paul. And we talked about all the Bradley Beal possibilities, which we never mentioned the Suns on last week's episode mm. with uh, with Aaron. And we never saw the Suns coming. I, they weren't weren't really rumors about it until late. Absolutely, uh, like the last minute. Mm-hmm. And it also, I don't know. It just seems like 
you're right. They could have got they could have retooled their roster a different way, gotten a lot more depth pieces, and try to build with Kevin Durant and Booker. But I I don't know. I get I, I don't know. I guess they're just going going balls to the wall. And I guess respect for trying to do that, but it could blow up in their face dramatically. I'm, and, like, we could be wrong, and they could be, like, the, the 2016 Warriors and run through the league and dominate the playoffs, and it's not even fun. But, like, Parker and Beal are not Steph and Clay. Mm-hmm. Durant, I don't think, is even the same Durant he was then. Well, obviously not. It's been, like, seven years. He's been injured a hundred um, times. And, like, who... He doesn't play defense. That's the thing. Like, that's the issue that I have with it. He's not a two-way player. He is a scorer. Mm-hmm. He's a guy who has the ball in it who, for the last five, six years, like, he has had the ball in his hands the whole game. That's why he scores so many points. And was the best scorer on the team by far. He's one of the best scorers in the league, I think. But he's not like a... He's a spot-up shooter, and he's not a defender. He's just... He likes to have the ball in his hands and get buckets. He's now the third option on that team. So, like, the fit, it just doesn't make sense to me. Like, yeah, they, they it's probably going to work offensively. They're going to score a lot of points. But... I don't know. Like, do you, do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, I know. There's a bunch of pine cones on defense. Uh, and if they don't get... I mean, I'm guessing their goal in the free agent market in the draft is going to be just defense, get some defensive guys off the bench, get some bench wings off the, you know, just any sort of bench players. And a lot of it's going to have to be defense, and it's going to be a lot of, you know, I guess just like switching around and trying to find the best guys to, to fit with these players. But it does open up where whoever you sign is going to be most likely wide open in the corner because you're going to have to worry about Devin Booker, Breal, and uh, Kevin Durant. So you got to just get guys that can shoot and play some defense. So, And that's kind of what everyone wants. So it'll be interesting to see how they develop the rest of this roster. But I don't know. I think it'll be uh, a definitely an interesting development to see. It's... It's just crazy because you're paying your your third option fifty million dollars a year. Yeah, and eventually like almost sixty. So and, like I didn't even know the stuff with the new CBA. Mm-hmm. You read into it on? Yeah, I've heard some stuff about it. But, like there's new rules where if you push the uh, the luxury tax, it's like there's way more consequences. Yes, you if if I remember correctly, you won't be able to get buyout players. Your your draft pick will always be the thirtieth pick. Um, there's some lose with two way contracts. I think two way. You also lose one or two of them. You lose the the mid level exception. You lose, mm. um, which has been huge for contending teams recently. It's why Brogdon mm. got got thrown in there. Um, a bunch of players got got signed by those. And I I I don't know if that's it, but there's some other free agent stuff that is. It gets hairy when you're trying to conduct with free yeah. agents. I mean, already that's four things that are pretty significant. Yeah. So uh, they're going to be the, the poster boys for breaking this. It's called like the second, second amendment or something. Second apron. Second apron. That's what it's called. 
uh, and they're breaking it. They're going to be breaking it this whole time. And it's it's also interesting because I, I was listening to another Ringer show today, and they're they're talking about where even if you're $15 over the apron, you're over the apron. So they're just like, screw right. it. We're going to be $50 million. Millions and millions. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, they're going to have some punishments, and we're going to see firsthand with this team what other teams can do based around it. Like, ba- basically, if this works for the Suns, we're probably going to see a lot of other teams just break the second apron and say, who cares? Hmm. Because if it works. But if it doesn't, it could be like it's a, a big if. It really yeah, is. Yeah. And it could be a, a horror story almost for why you don't want to break the second apron. Um, and I, I've been listening to that stuff because of the, the Jalen Brown uh, yeah. contract. When they sign that contract to him, which looks like it's going to happen. Looks like they're not going to trade him. It looks like they're going to sign that contract. Um, which personally I've, I've flirted around with trading Jalen Brown. I saw Bill Simmons on his pod mentioned, uh, him for Zion and I almost shit my pants. Yeah. Um, but (laughs) I have, I've come to the conclusion that, uh, you just got to keep Jalen Brown. And even if you sign with his contract, you could trade him later. Just keep running it back. But don't do a trade clause. No, no, do not give anyone a no trade clause. Um, actually, I didn't I realize that so few guys had them. I thought it was like a pretty normal thing. No, because on 2K, it's always that option you throw in at the bottom. Oh, like, I throw oh, it in there. To, yeah, I need Kyrie to Irving. Guys yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. So with the Wizards, with what they've been doing, what do you want to see with the rest of your roster? With Porzingis, maybe a sign and trade with Kuzma. What's going on? What do you want? Kuzma's. He opted out. I think Kuzma will probably just be gone. I think you just leave. Sign and trade would be nice. Um, not sure if that's possible. That, yeah, obviously a sign and trade with him would be best case scenario. Um, I don't hate the idea of letting it ride with Paul and Porzingis. You're banking on Porzingis to stay healthy and to replicate what he did last year. Also banking on Paul to stay healthy. Chris Paul, even if he... He's going to decline. Even if he declines, there's still going to be a market for veteran point guard come playoff time. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I'd rather just ride it out than wave him. I think I'd probably rather reroute him now, though. Before the honestly, draft? Like, or before or during free agency? Either. Okay. Like, I'm in full tank mode at this point. Like I am fine watching a twenty win team this year. Are you? Do you want to okay. like try to I move up in this draft? Pick. I know, I know, you want the third with Porzingis, but if that's not like, would you trade a couple other things to try to get the four or five? Not picks. It depends, because like I don't know, like what pick is going to be available. Yeah, yeah, that's good. I the don't magic know. pick, maybe. I don't know who Definitely they would an option. give. I wonder if the Magic would be interested in Porzingis. Probably not, because he wouldn't fit super well with... He's not a real center. Apparently the Celtics like Porzingis. I I don't know what I would want from you guys, though. Grant Williams? He can help you with 20 wins. Williams is the last guy that I want. He can help you get 20 wins. Oh, but I want, like, Porzingis they can get assets for. This should not... They should not be able to screw this one up. They should get something for Porzingis. Okay. 
it was like whatever. I saw a tweet actually that I wanted to mention. Um, is it? it just went through like the guys that they've given up and like Rui they gave up for Kendrick Nunn in seconds. Beal obviously we just talked about. ACP just won a title. They got rid of him for oh here it is for Monty Will Morris. Barton and Monty Morris. And then Kuzma he's another guy that could be out. out Monty be nothing. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. It's, it's just acquire as many, like, young assets as you can. And they have, like, I just don't know if their young players are actually going to be around for long haul. Young players as in Kispert and... Kispert, Davis, Danny Davis, Denny. Denny, I feel like, is, is I, what he is. Yeah. Um. See, maybe, I'm sure he'll have an elevated role this year, but I don't know, like... Could actually be an impact player on a contender, I think. Who? He's not. He's never. Any. Yeah, I could see him play some defense, be the role player. The bench, not like yeah, yeah, yeah not yeah. like a starter, but like here, he's not going to become a superstar. Mm-hmm. Not really going to be a piece to your future, other than like decent role player. Uh, am I forgetting anybody? Not really. I mean, just like really Gaffer was on that list. Gafford, yeah, he is what he is. Yeah, he's just fine. can't shoot big man, plays good defense, lob, <laughs> lob machine. Yeah. Oh, he's a decent guy to come off the bench too, but he doesn't. It's all like that's what they all are. I feel like like none of these guys has a huge ceiling. Kispert, the best out of it, and Davis was good down the stretch. Maybe he shows something this year. Kispert could start on a on a good team. Oh, I don't know. I guess you're building around him. And you'll get some guy in this draft that you'll build around. And and it's funny. People always say build around. Like, you're not building around any of these guys. You're just going to figure it out and slide in some. It's where the rebuild is is focused right now. Yeah. Yeah. Because you don't have the the real winning piece. Yeah, I agree. Lord knows how long it'll take them to get that piece. So, um, like. We're in for the long haul. Yeah, and this is what you've wanted for a little bit now. So it's it's kind of I guess I guess working out. It sucks that it was this. It couldn't have been last year that they decided to tank yeah. the Wimby thing. But that was just your sad GM that eventually got fired. So and thankfully, there's never a real GM. Like should never have had GM powers. I agree. It's just Ernie Grunfeld's replacement, and then Ted was like, all right, well, I like this guy enough, and then go three more years. So it is like they've been horribly mismanaged, but again, I can't blame the current front office for what happened with Beal. All right. So the Beal trade is in the books. Um, The NBA draft is this Thursday. I'm, I'm, I'm pumped. I'm really pumped. It seems like there's going to be a lot. I'm excited it, now. it seems like we say this every year too, but it does seem like there's a lot of possibilities for movement, possibilities for teams coming up, uh, some random teams trading back. Um, so hopefully we get to see some fun movement, some some things that go a little unexpected. But we're going to try to guess that. We're going to try to make a mock draft, uh, our 2023 NBA mock draft. We're just doing the lottery. So we don't waste a wait a waste a bunch of time on guys we barely even know. Let's go. I 
I mean, we could start with the number two pick if you want, but number one, the Spurs, uh, Scoot Henderson. No, I'm just kidding. Victor Wembanyama. Wild uh, Brandon Miller. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I have, of course, Victor Wembanyama going to the Spurs, starting their, uh, their, their hopes for title contention within two to three years if this guy becomes who everyone thinks he's going to become. Uh, and I'm guessing you have no different. Oh, of course not. Also, I wanted to shout out. This has been like we're in the DC. I love today. it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and Celtics. I mean, it's draft week. I had to throw on both of them. Interesting. Yeah. All right. Um, how many years have we known that Wemby's gonna be number one? It's been like, it's like it's been two years. Yeah, it's it's one of those like where... seeing this guy for the first time. We're like, yeah, when he comes, he's number one. It uh, and it's really he really is like a magician out there. I mean, it really doesn't make a lot of sense when he's playing. Um, yeah, like he is just a monster. Seven foot two, uh, plays. It says power forward on this. I mean, it seems like he plays small forward, power forward. Uh, just like a mismatched nightmare when it's going to come to the NBA, and he he looks incredible. He looks like the real deal. Uh, I guess with this discussion, do you think he can uh he can become he can become this real deal? Yeah, I don't see why not. Um, yeah, see him on the floor with actual NBA players first. I mean, he. I worry about health. Just yeah. because he's like, he's a freak. He is a freak, and that's... He's 7'4", 230. He's not... <laughs> I'm just looking at the ringer board, and <laughs> they have all the icons for, like, mm-hmm. their traits. <laughs> Potential goat. yeah like he he's gonna have to fill out a little bit i mean i guess like durant didn't and Durant's not that tall but he's like seven feet i think what what scares me about wemby is it seems like they're gonna have at least one year with with him being injured at least one of the first Mm. two years with him being injured and it sucks. Like with Czech last year, I was really excited to see Czech mm. play. Really see, like, it, it's almost, it's funny because it's always like, oh, we never seen anyone guy like Wimby. But Chet is kind of built like Wimby. Like he's like, he's this, he's more of a center. He's a little shorter, but he can shoot, he can dribble, and he's lanky as a motherfucker. So mm. the, the fact that we never got to see him play, like, I, that, that would have been a perfect benchmark to be like, oh, this is what Wimby could be, but better. But we didn't get yeah, to see basically. him play either. So I just I have no idea how these guys are gonna come out and look. So where it seems like this is the the future of basketball, these tall forwards that are really lanky and can do a bunch of different things. Uh we I mean I saw him rebound his own three pointer and then dunk it. It's probably the first time anyone's ever seen that on this planet. Um <laughs> so he does he does things that are out of this world. I just hope that we aren't robbed of his rookie season like we are with most uh, big men number one picks. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, even like, like Eid too. And so Z- Zion still hasn't yeah. been able to stay healthy. And yeah. it normally takes yeah. like well, a good two to three years for them to figure it out health-wise. But I just I don't, I don't want to see it. I don't want to see him go through all these health troubles I want him just to go out there and start balling immediately and see what happens. 
Oh, he's just kind of make it through the summer league. Yep. Yep. He's got to end. Don't be like Chet. Don't play some Drew League and get injured by getting destroyed by LeBron. Uh, don't do anything stupid. I saw things like he might not play summer league, and then two days later he's like, "Oh, I'm playing summer league." Um, I just he should play one game. Yeah, he should play one game, and he should bubble wrap his knees because I don't think it'll matter. <laughs> um, but yeah. So, anyways, now to get to something interesting, the number two pick, and we talked plenty about this past episode with Hornets expert Aaron Barton. Um. I, I went with what we were talked about. I went with the guy that we, we all kind of put our, put our thing print on that we should take, and I took Scoot Henderson. I have Brandon Miller. Okay. I like the fit better. I know that, that Aaron said that he's not worried about the fit with Scoot and Mello, but I kind of am. Okay. I think, like I, I don't know about those two guys in your backcourt, and I know when you're picking this early in the draft, like you should go best overall. I don't know if Scoot Henderson is better than Brandon Miller, though. In what ways? Oh no, like yeah, I mean, I, of course, I don't know either. But no one knows. Uh, he can shoot. Be the <laughs> big thing. <laughs> Scoot Henderson is not like that's not his thing. He's a freak athlete, and he he. It wouldn't shock me if he turned into a dominant guard. But there's a lot of these guys, dude, that just don't shoot the ball well. Yeah, and it's always, it's always it's oh, once he gets into the draft, or once he gets in the NBA, he'll figure it out. They'll work on his shot and stuff like that. And sometimes it never happens. Yeah, and, like, I don't know. Maybe, like, I could be wrong, but I feel like you don't just get better at jump. Like, you don't just add a jump shot, right? You can work on it and get better, but you don't just, like, learn how to shoot all of a sudden. You can work on it. Yeah. But I know. So, like, that, that that's the one thing that, like, throws me off a little bit. He also seems, like, a little out of control. And Bella's a little out of control. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, Not I selection think... and shooting efficiency is worth monitoring. I think it's like also, that's... I think that is scary. That is definitely scary. Um for a team picking this high uh and as as you said his three-point percentage is only 27.5 percent so it's uh it's not great and meanwhile brandon is uh 38.4 which is pretty good for a for a forward in college so i i can see it i can see it happening it seems like by draft day we'll have some tweet like maybe on draft, like noon on draft day, will be like, oh, like the the horn. If they don't trade the pick, the Hornets are really eyeing Brandon Miller or something, and that'll be the pick because that's how it always happens. It's always the last guy that everyone predicts at the end that goes and does it. Uh, it seems like there's been a lot of movement towards Brandon Miller going second. Um, so I could see it going either way, but that'll that that's it's where the draft starts here on draft day, uh, at number two, and I'm excited to see what happens. So, in the, that being the case, number three pick, the Portland Trail Blazers. I had them taking Brandon Miller and figuring out a trade either during the draft or um, after they draft him somehow. Um, I, I was going to throw a trade in here, but I still, like, maybe it's Zion. Zion would be cool in Portland. Uh, maybe it's Brandon Ingram 
It seems like the Pelicans want to get Scoot. But I just didn't didn't pull the trigger in this mock. What do you got? I, yeah, I didn't have a trade either. I just had him thinking Scoot. But I feel like if I could put like an asterisk on it, I would say it's third overall pick. Yes. It's yeah, not yeah. Portland. Like yes. it's somebody that comes in. Yeah, I agree. And the Pelicans like don't Pelicans love him. The Pelicans apparently love him badly. and want Scoot, yeah. I could see that. I could see like Maybe your Wizards. Porzingis hmm. works out. Dude, if that worked out, I would Chris be Paul ex- and Scoot. Every, every bad thing that I just said about Scoot, I would completely reject. Oh, he can learn a jump shot. Like, I, <laughs> like this happens all the time. Yeah, Guys yeah. Just always pick up jump shots. <laughs> he played in the G League. Those are professionals. Those are professionals. Uh, you seen him dunk? <laughs> but he's like better than Prime Westbrook. Pretty much. Um. Yeah, I don't. I'm trying to like manifest it, but that's not. It, I don't think so. I don't see why. Porzingis, Porzingis and eight. Porzingis eight. Gafford, Denny. Oh, throw throw in, all in there. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Throw, throw the farm <laughs> in there for for the third overall pick. Yeah. Um. Maybe like. What's my draft order? KC. Throw a bunch of stuff at him. But that doesn't make them good, and that doesn't get them good now. They already have, like... Like, they want to be good now yeah. with Dame. Uh, I also love that Dame came out and said today, like, oh, I'd love to stay in Portland. Like, yeah, sure, maybe because there's no market for you out there, buddy. Um, <laughs> but it'll be interesting to see what the Blazers do, or if they're even picking here. Uh, let's, let's move on, because those are big what-ifs. Uh, for, the, for the rest of the draft, it's, I, I mean, I have it in chalk. Do you have it? Do you have any trades? Uh, I do have a trade. All right, all right, so we'll get to that when we get to that. Uh, the Rockets, I have them taking forward Cam Whitmore. I didn't have them touching the Thompson twins. Uh, I went, I went with yeah. a guy out of Villanova who seems like could be a little more of a. Um, I mean, he's a versatile guy. Seems like he'd be a little more of an impact player right away for this team. He's he's going to be 19 by the by the season it works with their guys um if they get any of these free agents that they've always been talking about uh he could just throw in there and play a number of positions who knows what this roster is going to look like um so i went with with cam whitmore interesting okay so this is like the first time that we've ever done any list where we're not on the same page the whole time that's i good. like it that's good we're, we're doing I, well. <laughs> I have amen thompson going here Okay. I think it's leaning like pretty heavily that he's this is their pick. He's I don't know like guy. what. Yeah, I mean they could go anywhere. Mm-hmm. All they have is just like we were saying before we went on. It was tough to make some of these picks because these teams just have like young talent at every position. They have a lot of young talent, but like none of it's really developed yet. Mm-hmm. So really, like you're not even you're not considering position need at all here i think at this point they're like as a team so far from tending it's not a mistake to take a guy thompson who we don't really know what we're gonna get out of these guys either of them i yeah i don't understand the ringer has him compared to uh tall john morant or beanpole zion williamson 
<laughs> that's the things that they've used. It's uh, pretty good. Yeah, no, I'd take either one of those. They, uh, they, I mean, it seems like these guys didn't, they, they don't shoot very well, and they're in a kind of a garbage league. I've never heard anything about the overtime elite uh, besides what these is two it? guys. It's basically what it is, is instead of going to college or you can finish out high school here, they have classes, they have uh, a giant training facility, and then all these guys play against each other. And the Amen, the, the Thompson twins are like the poster boys for this, where if they don't become good, the league's kind of yeah. screwed. It's true. I mean, getting drafted in the top like five. Yeah, I think that adds value to them. Any, yeah, yeah. Them. Yeah, I think that adds. It could also just be like these two easy, good basketball twins that just happen to go to this place. Yeah. That's also be a one-hit wonder for the overtime league, but yeah, we'll see. That's it is interesting. Like it's very, very up in the air because mm-hmm. I don't know anything about them. I don't know anything about the league. I agree. It is. I mean, and it's going to be interesting to see. I mean, see them play physically for the first time because. I'm not gonna lie, I haven't watched them play whatsoever. I've never seen an overtime elite game. Um, I don't even know what their season is when they played, um, but that's that's what i got so far so <laughs> going next uh detroit pistons i have them taking Ahmed thompson out of the g league i just figured yeah. they they kind of like these these versatile swing guys that can play uh i mean he's six six he's a point guard they already do have a couple point guards but uh throw him in there have just kind of like another shot at it you know like a shot i had i had them taking the other thompson I, I Yeah, I also saw an article in my prep that was like, Detroit Pistons GM says we want to take a big swing or something like that. This would be and that big like, swing. He's not afraid to take the guy who's like, his boomer bust. Um, And he's got like, based on what we just said, like these guys are that. We don't know what they're going to look like in the NBA. We know they're freak athletes and they have skills. Either of them can shoot. Which, again, like, really bothers me. I'd be freaked out if I was drafting them. But, like, you can't, can't criticize the athleticism. Yeah, yeah, and, and the potential still. Where if they can figure out this shot, um, then who I mean, knows? Just being, like, a threat to shoot. Mm-hmm. They don't be Steph Curry. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it did say, I was reading the, the Ringer's draft guide as well, and it said that they, they have dared both of them to shoot in this league already. <laughs> so uh, that, that's, that, that's not great. A league with 17-year-olds. Yeah. Yep. Professionals are... It, they're going to take time to develop. Definitely. Definitely. It seems like a lot of these guys... A lot of these guys are kind of, you know, there's a lot of different fits to them. There's a lot of different ways that they can develop and ways that this can go. But... I mean, I've said this a thousand times, but it'll be interesting to see what, what happens with these guys. Because I, I th- I'm rooting for them. I'm definitely rooting for these guys. Uh, hopefully the overtime elite doesn't, doesn't hurt their draft stock. Maybe teams are scared to draft them, but it doesn't seem like it. And it seems like it could be, it could be pretty fun. Definitely. That being said, I have like one the, of the next twins, twins going. In the draft. Yeah. That being said, I have the next twin going to the Orlando Magic with the sixth pick. Yeah. 
Yeah, I like that. I don't. I think that's a pretty good fit. They love these lanky How guys. How do you say it? Like, Asar? let's Asar. Let's have Asar. like let's have a lineup where no guys under six five. Like that's what yeah, I wanted with awesome. this Magic team. I think that would be awesome. Uh, that's what they're they're kind of already building towards. They did that a couple times last season. I think they had Bull Bull at point guard for a couple mm. games. So <laughs> they they've already worked with this with this tall uh tall team. And I think if they they should run it, they should keep running it and try to do it again. I'd be on board with that if I were if he's there at six, I would take him. What do you got um, going number six? I have I have Cam Whitmore, so we've got the same six off the board now. Oh, okay, nice. Uh, I think I think he also fits pretty well on this team. He could slide in at at two three hybrid. Mm-hmm. Another another wing player this team um i think in, in my at least he's the most talented guy left. apparently he's like slipping down draft boards i've heard yeah it seems like he was high up really talked about and then he did kind of slip in this process um and maybe that's a good thing maybe he'll land on a better team and get to a better spot but uh I also just trust villanova guys yeah that's the other thing that's why I was picking him for for Houston. I was like, try to get the guy that's been in like a a good college system compared to the overtime elite, where who knows what what that system's hmm. like. All right, number seven, I have the Indiana Pacers taking forward from UCF Taylor Hendricks. Okay, I have Jarris Walker out of Houston. Okay, so either with- of these guys, I could see. Definitely. Uh, I just think this adds... Walker, I think, is the better defender. Mm-hmm. I think so. I think he, he was like the... I mean, the guy bolstering this Houston defense that was uh, pretty good the yeah. whole time. It, the, either one of these guys... Yeah, I just wanted like a defensive wing for them that could shoot the ball. And both these guys are kind of like that. Uh, I mean, with Hendrick shooting 39% from three, better than, I think... What's his name? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Walker was 37% or 34%. So I think that uh, that's kind of what they're looking for. That's kind of what they need is just like a, they have, they have uh, shooters. They have, uh, what's his name? Halliburton. Just try to get some guys that will be fun to play with with Halliburton. And I think either one of these guys I think will work. Yeah, I don't really know anything about Taylor Hendricks, honestly. And even really read into him as a player until today. I, I, I didn't hear much about him, but I did hear that there's a, there's a couple of people that thinking that he could, he could be a surprise uh, pick coming up this draft, like a surprise, mm-hmm. like top 10 pick. And I guess here at seven isn't going yeah. too far. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if he went as high as even five to Detroit. I could see. Yeah. I Whereas see Walker, that. I don't think, could go that. I think seven is, like, the earliest that Walker would go. And with all these, like, as we as we just said, all these got, like, the, the Pistons, the Magic, the, the Pacers, Houston, they've been accumulating these young guys for the past couple years now. So it's hard to for us to pick the guys that they've, like, that, that would fit perfectly because they almost have these guys that you're kind of banking on already from previous drafts or some of a couple of veteran guys still in their place. Um, 
and I think uh, that's that's just kind of why I threw him in. All right, right. It's wizard time. If you rise up, it might be. It seems like this is like on from what I saw from yesterday, uh, from Wizard Twitter, uh, from Sunday, from really all the way since we've been talking about this eighth pick. It seems like Anthony Black out of Arkansas is the the guy that they're going to go with. So that's why. Yeah, it's like the it's in. the poorest kept secret in the draft. Is that what you went with too? Yeah. Yeah. That's see they. I was looking at the Fanduel odds, and he's plus one forty to go eighth. Just <sighs> like crazy odds for the number eight pick in a draft. Mm-hmm. There's so much that could happen in the first seven picks, but yeah, this is. It seems like it's trending this way. I I think I read that Utah likes him and thought about moving up and get him at six, which would be interesting. Um, yeah. This if if there's no movement jump them and take him like this is this is their pick that's good with me i like him i was gonna ask yeah so you you enjoy you enjoy him it's see the ringer has him shades of lonzo ball floor okay. general feel of the game defense uh he has shot from 30 30 percent from three so that's not terrible it's not nothing uh i could i would like his assist Great. numbers to be to be a little up him his assist numbers are 3.9 and his turnovers are three so that's kind of rough mm. But get coached up. Yeah, can get coached up. A young guy to develop with the rest of the the, the, the squad that we were talking about. Uh, wouldn't be a frontliner, you know, a guy that we were saying to rebuild around. But if you get, do eventually get that guy, he'd be a nice piece to to have with him and develop with that guy eventually. Yeah, definitely. And there's not like not that many higher ceiling guys on here. Like, who else are you going to take a real shot on? Eight. Yeah, and it's, I mean, no. yeah, I agree. I 100% agree. Um, all right, well, then, that was that was our first our first one besides Victor. That was the same. I like it. So, the Jazz, another hard team to pick. It seems like they, they need a point guard unless they just trust Colin Sexton, which I wouldn't. But, so I went with uh, Keontae George out of Baylor. Okay, interesting. Ed... Uh, I had Taylor Hendricks going here. Okay. I like that. I, I, honestly, I didn't read too much into, like, Jazz needed, but he had fallen at this point far enough where nine felt like good value. Yeah, I think that would work out work out great for them. Just I, I, Another team where they could just draft anyone. There's not like there's anyone on their roster that is, you know, guaranteed to be there. Uh, maybe maybe that, that center that they got last year. Who was his name? Walker. Walker mm-hmm. Kessler. Walker Kessler. Um, Lowry Markkinen probably stays and is. Yes, yeah, he's not really a center. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but that's it. And so they could really go any position here. Uh, I like that. I it says Keontae George shades of Bradley Beal or Jaden Hardy. Um, ball handler, three point shooter, thirty three percent, six six threes a game, which is pretty good. Um, nice. and uh, six I, three attempts. Oh, you're right. It does say attempts. Yeah, six point. But I think uh, I think they could add a guard in here to to play with with Colin Sexton. Try to give him some pressure. Maybe you flip him for someone else. That's kind of what my mindset was with picking this. I I like that pick. I could definitely see that being a good fit. All right. But yeah, you're right. Like they needed anything. Oh, so could also use a wing that 
defense. So, number 10, uh, I have Derek Lively out of Duke to the Dallas Mavericks center. Okay. Who do you got? This is my trade. Okay. So, I, I read, I, I don't know if it was Woj, but it was some inside that said they'd be shocked if it's Dallas picking here. Mm-hmm. So, I have our boy, John Collins, getting traded Oh, to finally! This pick, and I don't know what else would go into it, but at least those two pieces are moving in this in this hypothetical, which means Atlanta comes up into this pick. I have them maybe reaching a hair, taking Grady Dick. Ooh, Just play off ball like and shoot it. threes in this offense. And I like the more I thought about it, I was like, that could work. It's their hurdle replacement. Exactly. Yeah, I love that. Except I think he's that's great. Bigger. Yep, he's bigger. He's uh, not like not going to take minutes away from uh, Murray and, and Trey. Mm-hmm. He can play with them. And when they're standing around with the ball the whole time, dribbling and doing whatever the hell they do, he can stand in the corner <laughs> and get past the ball to and just take the shot. I like that. I like that yeah. a lot. Uh, I think that adds defense to them too, uh, a little bit at least. As you said, he's a little bigger. Um, and they, they needed that Curter, that Herter, sorry, not Curter, that Herter, uh, piece this year in the playoffs against the Celtics. They just needed that one extra guy that could get him, get him a shot when need be. So I think that's a, that's an excellent pick, Chris. I love that trade. Thank you. No problem. It's a pure shooter in the draft. Oh yeah. Uh, actually I could see a guy a little bit better, but that's uh that could be also some, yeah, we'll, we'll get to it. Anyways. I have no, not Gigi. No, no, no. Okay. It's a different. It's a different say. bias. It's a bias that I I keep deep in my heart. Um, all right, <laughs> but Derek Lively with the Mavericks. If they are picking yeah. here, they need defense and they need a center. So Derek Lively oh, is is the perfect pick here. Um, seven one, uh, two blocks a game, five rebounds a game, just needs needs some defense on that team they don't need a guy who could score they don't need a guy who could handle the ball um he, duke product we loved we just talked about how we love the guys coming out of uh, an actual established um ncaa program and i think it's a i think it's a perfect fit if they do stay here i didn't see that report though so i'm glad you caught it and i uh, i absolutely am jealous of your trade i love it <laughs> we'll see like People say stuff like that. You, you still have no idea. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, oh yeah, this guy, this random Joe Schmo, is shocked that you still have the pick. Like it doesn't really mean that much. I agree. Um, I could see Lively makes sense on this team. I just wonder, like, seems so such like a raw prospect. Yeah, yeah, wonder, yeah. That like, is I true. Wonder if Dallas, if that's something that Dallas wants right now. That's true. Um, they they'd still and, and as you as you pointed out, they'd still need a, a veteran center that comes up at mm. um that comes up and plays for them if they do take him. But that, yeah, that that's what I went with. All right, number eleven, I went with your boy Jarris Walker. He kind of fell in my draft. My boy. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. Anyone that anyway, <laughs> you just said him first. That's why he's your boy. Um, <laughs> But J- Jarris Walker out of Houston going to the Magic. Um, in this, they're pairing up two more guards. Just 
if Markel Fultz doesn't work out, if um, the front court's pretty solidified, basically, is what I was thinking. <clears throat> and they, they don't really need to get too much bigger, but uh, add some more defense, just a, another versatile guy that we can, we can throw out there. Wrecking ball. Is that what they have him as? Love oh, a versatile wrecking ball on defense. Of that line. And skill I, I kind of want him just because. <laughs> you do want a wrecking uh, ball. Yeah, I like that. I think that would be that would be nice for the Magic if he was able to slip that far. Yeah, and they don't have to trade up. They don't have to use those picks to trade up. They can, uh, they can just hmm. take the guys that they, they see fit. And I think if they I, – I have a hard time believing that they're going to pick at both of these picks. I do too. They just have like keep talking about it, but they have just so many young pieces. So unless like, how many do you need before exactly. you get somebody established? And uh and then it also it's just like it's almost cannibalism of themselves just eating minutes. It's like, oh we, yeah, to, right. we need to get this young guy minutes. Just hurting your like, guys' development. Five more guys that need to play. Um yeah. I, can... I mean like Paolo and Wagner were good enough last year to be like legit pieces on a good team. Yeah, like yeah. I think this team to be in a real real threat to make mm-hmm. the playoffs to win anything, but to take that step at least. I think they were that they were good enough last year. I, I 100% agree and I also think that if they do flip these picks or maybe a uh a, a Suggs, I don't know how much his value is. He wasn't hasn't been very good. But or one of their young players folds something like that and try to get a veteran in here, maybe they can make make a stronger push in the playoffs i just don't know who that veteran is or or how it looks so i just went with uh them picking a junior yeah and i did too but they could get de- like six and 11 could be picks that would be moved it's not like they're guaranteed to get their top spot and then trade the other one like either of these picks could be moved who did uh um, who did you have them take oh yeah so i have them taking Derek lively okay I just talked about got it but I think I think a bruising defensive center work for them. And I think now. that works just a tiny bit better than what I said because of what you pointed out of that he's uh he's a young, raw player that will be able to develop mm. behind a great front court that's already been established. Mm. I like it. All right. Number twelve, OKC. I have them taking the other guy from France. Which seems like he's got a huge jump uh, okay. the past couple past couple weeks, um, and they're taking pronounce it Belial Kolobly. I have no idea. I haven't heard it. Belial Blal Kolobly All right, I like that. Belial Kolobly. There you go. <laughs> uh, I just think this seems like. No, neither do I, to be honest. It just seems like an OKC pick, where it's like, who'd they take? And and then all of a sudden, two years from now, it's like, oh, that guy's pretty good. Like, what a great, great guy they got. So that's that's what I'm basing it off of. Because again, I don't I don't know much about this guy either. Who do you have? That's fair. Uh, I have him taking Dante George. You had it. Hmm? Dante George. Yeah, yeah, a nine. I like that. Um, Get another guard yeah, in there. So I think he, he slips a little bit, and they capitalize on that. It's another guy who can score for them. They're, they are like the, the poster boy of the team where it's like, I don't know what the hell they're going to do. I know. You really don't. <laughs> no idea. No clue. I mean, and again, this is another team that doesn't have to pick here. They can easily flip this trade somewhere 
And I think that if they get a veteran, it might help them almost better than taking a young guy. Yeah, I think if I were a fan, I'd rather do that than take Wall, whatever his face is. Or yeah, and eventually, with all these first round picks that OKC comes by, they can't take them all. Oh, you've already used right? like you have Diddy, Big Gilgis, Jet. That's three Poku. pieces already. Cool, yeah, I guess. <laughs> I'm messing with you. That was a joke. <laughs> but yeah, they they have they have players. They have real real players. So eventually, they're gonna have to stop trying to go young and eventually start contending. I don't know if it's this year, but it's got to be within the next two years. At least by next, if they if they take this pick, it's got to be by next year at least. You might not have a good enough pick next year to flip for. That's you true. have the assets right now that like, not I wouldn't go get like a superstar, but just somebody who can add a veteran presence. I like it. So, all right. Next up, the Toronto Raptors. I have them with. I have them hopefully not signing Fred Van Vliet because I think that would be a huge mistake. Going a little younger. Uh, might be a little reach, but taking Carson Wallace out of Kentucky, uh, another guy that comes. All right, from... that was another one that I had. You had him going. You had him going here. Mm-hmm. Oh, sweet, perfect. Uh, I had him because they need a point guard. Uh, you know, catch and shoot threat. Get a get another shooter out there. Get a couple young guys to work with. Um, Scotty Barnes, hopefully help his development a little bit, and they just need to get rid of. Fred Van Vliet and just accept like I heard a thing today it was like that they they might be running the roster back and stuff it's like you're not gonna win anyway just go young uh and get the best player that would fit your system here at 13. And I think there's a lot of buzz around this being the pick there too which is I had him going there oh I didn't even hear that it's just the fit that makes the most sense here yeah, and there's not – it's funny. There's a lot of, like, it seems like two and three guards in this draft where there's not a so lot many. of point guards, and it seems like Carson Wallace is the perfect mm. point guard to hear go and uh, go to Toronto. Mm. Remember when they wouldn't also trade heard... uh, Scotty Barnes for Kevin Durant? That was funny. <laughs> but what else you hear? Sorry to cut you off. <laughs> you say I've heard rumors of Siakam. On the move? For for three, the for the lunch. Blazers would be so stupid. <laughs> I'm telling, like I don't know, and, and maybe I'm too picky with the third pick. Like if you're giving the third pick up mm. in a in a draft with three players, you mm. you gotta you gotta get a home run. And Pascal Siakam oh. does not move the needle for me. Sorry, to Siakam won championship. Yeah, with Kawhi on the team. <laughs> I love when they. Oh yeah, he won a championship. Yeah, he was on the bench with. Kawhi. He's arguably the more effective player. <laughs> and you know what? You're probably right. He probably is more effective than if they took Brandon Miller or Scoot Henderson. But I just, I mean, and maybe, maybe I'm just overrating the third pick. But that's just. Yeah. That's just well, crazy. we always do that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, because we haven't seen him yet. So they could be, they could be slammed. They could be home runs. Who knows? All right, number fourteen. Uh, the bias came out. Let's get a let's get a three point oh, shooter. We have, the same, we have the same pick. No way, Jordan Hawkins <laughs> yep. out of Connecticut. Yep. Go and uh, love it. Yeah, I love it too. I gotta say, the uh, the pick I was most right about last 
year when we did this was Jaden Daniels going uh, to the the Pelicans. So I know my I know my Pels, and uh, they they need a three point shooter. Uh, the most effective three point shooter in college basketball this year was guard out of UConn, um, Jordan Hawkins, and you know. I know he's he's still I mean he's 21 so I guess he's a little older he's a sophomore and he just want came off a national title um or national championship I feel like this guy I mean I know 14 is I guess pretty good you're in the lottery is this guy getting a little slept on I mean I who I, mean, I, shoot. I a shooter that just won a national championship that plays pretty good defense I kind of like <laughs> I kind of like it yeah, I haven't heard any any Hawkins buzz really. No, I haven't I heard guess, it either. In all fairness, I haven't heard much buzz outside of the top ten. But I'm like you, where like I watched him. One yeah, of the he's won a title here that I actually watched, mm-hmm. so that makes me like him more than a lot of guys on here, even though he's not ranked the highest. Yeah, I uh, I'm glad we got uh, that. That's funny that we both had him here, and I was well, earlier when you said bias pick and then I, it like hit me i was like oh okay it's hawkins con. yeah and so then when you said it at 14 i was like oh look at that i got the same pick i gotta say during the national championship i got a lot of shit for saying oh you know i, I kind of like i like you kind of always like you yeah, got a lot <laughs> of shit for that uh oh, if they people listen like at the start of the tournament yeah i had him going them, all the way and you picked him because my dad bias, went, probably yeah because yeah, my dad went there i pick him every year but this was the year i was right <laughs> <laughs> well, they've won four titles in the last 20 years it's true got the hats right up there um <laughs> so that uh yeah that would be really cool i'd like to see him i feel like he'd be he'd be a good like he, he's a sneaky guy that i feel like if he goes to new orleans i feel like you get a lot of buzz around him quickly he has a couple good games early on, gets a couple good three-point nights, and there could be some buzz around him. So that's what I went. And I like what you said. I, maybe like, just, you're right. We got to see just, him. Just, yeah, right. There's there's not many guys on here. No. Yeah. Brandon Miller, maybe that's why I like him more than Scoot Henderson, because I watched him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Against my own team, I watched him. He did stink in that game, though. Not in our game. He stunk in the rest of the game. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. He did. He was like the one good game. He had zero the week before. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, Hawkins, I was going to say, he kind of reminds me of Jordan Crawford or Jamal Crawford. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I like that. I don't know why, but I just like. I don't know if he has the handles like Jamal Crawford did, but. Maybe not. I could see that. Uh,. All right, just to wrap a bow on it, I have a couple draft crushes for Gigi Jackson. You said that you were mocking him for the Wizards at eight. I wasn't going to actually do that, especially because his, <laughs> his, his stock has plummeted uh, coming yeah. into the draft. It seems like he's more likely to be a second-round pick now, which is sad. I would yeah. like him to go at the end of the first. That would be nice. Um, I my, my draft crushes for him uh, – the, the ringer has him going 33 to the Spurs. I love that. Let's get him with Wemby. Yeah. Let's get him on a, you know, and it's not even like a, a huge stage, but like, let's get him developing with Wemby. That'd be tough. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't mind the Hornets if they didn't take Brandon Miller, have him as a forward for them. Um, 
Uh, of course, my Celtics at 35 if he falls. Because now it's possible. It's very possible that they can, uh, he could fall. Um, oh, it looks like this is a, a mock trade at 35. So they don't actually have him at 35. Shit. All right, that's fine. Whatever. Celtics, if they want to move up in the second round and get GG, I'm all for it. Uh, they also, the ringer has them taking action, action Jackson, Andre Jackson out of UConn uh, in the second round. The Celtics taking him. And that is, that's gotten, I've fallen in love with that now too. Within the past, <laughs> literally within the past like 20 minutes. I woke up from my nap and I saw it and I was like, oh yeah, I love it. <laughs> um, but other, other teams, I could see like, I don't know, uh, Sacramento Kings, they want him. Uh, I just don't want him on a, I don't want him on a bad team. If he has to play in the G League, like let's at least not have him. And I guess the Spurs aren't a great team, but they'd at least have Wemby. Um, at the GOAT. Yeah, him and the GOAT. It's goat. It's a, he, he can be his Pippin. Let's get the GOAT as Pippin. <laughs> and let's get him early. Uh, I just, now, I'm to the point where if, if it's like pick like 40 and he hasn't been taken, I'm just going to be sad. Yeah, that would suck. All right. That's all I got. That's the draft. Any any guys you wanna you got any 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 late rounder or not late rounder out of lottery draft crushes, Chris? Uh, well, maybe not crushes, but a couple talking about guys we've watched, a couple Big Ten guys on here. At the end, Trace Jackson Davis probably the most notable one. Um, one of the most athletic big men that I've ever seen in college basketball. He's like he's not that big. He's only six nine, and he's a four year college player and doesn't shoot threes. <laughs> so I don't know what his role is in the NBA, but he like he has handles and can get boards, and is like unstoppable in the post. I don't know how much that translate, but one of the guys where I'm I'm very curious to see where he ends up and what kind of role he has. Um, other Chris Murray, just like Keegan Murray, Walmart version, mm-hmm. basically the same player. Um, he's not quite as talented, so I really hope he goes to the Kings. I think that would be hilarious. <laughs> that would be cool. Just get all the brothers together. That would be cool. Yeah, right. The uh, I, I want to point out the the ringer has uh Jamie Jaquez Jr. out of UCLA. Mejaquez. Oh, sorry. Hame Hawkins. Sheesh. I really butchered that. I, I read it like a white person. God. Um, Jamie Jackis. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, I, they, they have him going to the Heat at 18. That just seems like a perfect, like, Heat guy. That will just – and he's a senior, too. He'll be the too. Eastern Conference. Yeah, exactly. Not even. He's 20, 20 almost 23. That's true, he'll, yeah. he'll just, like, come in and be like, oh, he's hitting big shots for them now. Yeah, the first two like icons that he has are hustle and feel for the game. I feel Sounds like that's like not heat, like heat written all over. Exciting. Yeah, but heat written all over him. That is a yeah. rebounding off ball defense. Yeah. Like this is just heat off written ball all defense. Like oh yeah, yeah. He's great, great off ball defender. It's like, he won't right, let the guy get the pass. Doesn't really get it up for me, but uh, yeah, I guess that's the other Big Ten guys on here are from Penn State. Good to say about them. <laughs> well, I'm excited to see how this draft pulls out. Uh, it seems, it seems like a weird draft to me. Like I, I don't know. Mm. Looking at uh, 
Sundego on this ringer thing going 44th to the Spurs. Uh, Sunogo, sorry. Hmm. I'm I'm butchering all of this. Uh, out of UConn. And I know we just talked about maybe it's because we just saw him win a national title. But, like, he yeah. was probably one of the – he was probably the best player on that team. Was the best player. Like, how, can he, how could he go 44th? <laughs> how can this guy not crack – he 17 points a game, true shooting 64%, 7.7 rebounds, and 36% from three. I don't understand. How is this guy <laughs> not – how is this guy not a top 14 draft pick that we're talking about? At least a first it's round. a different game. Like, <laughs> but he can traditional shoot. of a big man. But he can and shoot. He, it says 36% three points. Shoot a single three-pointer. All right, he attempted 1.3 a game. All right, well. <laughs> that, there you go. That, that, that clarifies it. That's he fair. He didn't shoot a single three the two years that he was a UConn. <laughs> I, I wouldn't even care. Screw that. Like, I, 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 I wouldn't care at all. I, I, but you're right. It is a different game. I guess that's why he goes down. Uh, any other cool guys that are, like, late, late? I, I, have, I have this weird infatuation with Imani Bates for some reason. I know you do. It's just because of his, like, he was, he was literally projected, like, number one, like, when, in his, like, sophomore year of high school. And those guys, they never leave my mind. They're always in the back of it. Um, the the ringer has him going to the Bucks with the last pick of the draft. Uh, any any winning team should should take a swinger on him, just to come off the bench. And even if he takes wild shots, add some juice, add some to it, um, and maybe throw him in the G League for a couple of years. That's all I got. Yeah, those guys are fascinating. They are, yeah, they are, and they're just like. I mean, we've been hearing this guy's name for a couple years now, and it's just like, yeah. where where is he gonna go? So that's what or, I got. Uh, Amari Bailey, who isn't he the one whose mom went on that date with Drake when he like went out Dodger Stadium? Do you remember that story? No, what? Let's look up uh, Drake and Amari Bailey. I just looked it up. That Drake Amari Bailey mom. Yeah, buys girlfriend. Uh, a, he buy he bought the kid a diamond chain. <laughs> um, her stamp. Her romance with model Gianna Lee Leah Leah Gianna Leah is strong, and is already playing stepdad for her son Amari Bailey or Amari Bailey. Let's get him drafted now. I want him. I want him going somewhere cool now. Let's get Drake on the court. Should get side. drafted. Go, Toronto needs to <laughs> needs to just do whatever they can to get him. In the but he hates out. Drake. Nah, not if he's playing, dude. If your stepdad's Drake, how could you hate Drake? I don't know. He's buying you a he's chain. Goofy. Yeah, he is goofy, but who cares? Uh, they have him going uh, to the Nuggets. The Ringer. Okay. Perfect funny all these second like the the nuggets have a second round pick and like all these good teams that have second round picks and that's it it's like whoever they draft every everyone in that fan base be like oh he's gonna be a key two years give him two years he's gonna be a key <laughs> um all right well that does it that uh we we ended that's a pretty packed pod hour 15 still so thank you all for listening chris you got any closing remarks yeah i'm good Seems like we're settled. All right. 
Well, <laughs> thank you all for listening, and we'll see everybody on Friday to recap the NBA draft. Uh, we'll talk about all these guys that we just talked about, and hopefully there'll be some fun surprises, some more trades going on, and a pretty packed episode coming Friday. So, see everyone there, and have a good rest of your week. Good luck in the NBA draft if you're rooting for a team. So, see everyone on Friday.